0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show. It is Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. Hi, I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and it is Talk Show Tuesday here on the Left of Straight Show. I have three amazing podcasters and streamers and my special guests, which we'll get to in just a bit. But first, I was so proud of yesterday's Musical Monday episode. I hope you got a chance to listen in. If you didn't, it's available on your favorite podcast distributor now. So go to Spotify or iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Podcasts. There's about 10 other ones. Just go download it and click subscribe while you're there. But it was an international fest of music yesterday. So much fun. Um, first up, I had the amazing Rodrigo Massa. Rodrigo was born in Brazil. Got his start in Mexico uh, and is now living in Canada. Amazing singer, primarily in Portuguese and Spanish, but also has a couple of English songs out there that are absolutely beautiful. And then I had our great buddy Matt Stern on from Canada as well. Yesterday, we talked about his new single. Tonight, he's doing a live streaming that I think probably already started uh, by the time we got on the air. We talked about it yesterday a little bit. And then we finished up with local New York City and uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, singer-songwriter Justin Utley, uh, handsome as hell bear of a man. You might have seen in a couple of different Pride festivals out and around. So it was a great Musical Monday from Brazil to Canada to here in the good old U.S. yesterday. So definitely check out your uh, favorite podcast distributor and download that episode and subscribe we had a great time yesterday and I think you really enjoy the episode it was fun let's see what else we have to talk about here oh if you're a queer as folk fan you need to mark this Friday May 1st on your calendars it's been almost 20 years since the show first aired on U.S. television of course it started in Britain. Uh, But the U.S. version has been on the air for almost 20 years now, and this Friday, uh, I think it's um, 11 a.m. Pacific time, so it'll be 2 o'clock Eastern time, my time out here, they're going to do a Queer queer as Folk USA reunion streaming live on YouTube. So that's this Friday afternoon. Y'all are home. If you're not going back to work yet, I know it's May 1st. Some of you guys have to go back to work, but it'll be available on YouTube to stream later. But it's going to be an amazing reunion. Um, they're gonna, It's going to be hosted by Scott Lowell, who played Ted on the show. Um, other regular cast members are going to show up. Are Michelle Clooney, who played Melanie. Robert Gant, who played Ben. Sharon Gless who played Debbie. Randy Harrison, of course. Justin, Peter Page, Emmett, and Hal Sparks. Michael, um, Rosie O'Donnell is going to pop in. She was on a couple of episodes there. So it's really, really going to be a cool time this Friday, May 1st, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Look for it live. Uh, besides, they're going to do Q&A sessions with the cast and creators where you can actually ask questions online. They're going to have an auction of original memorabilia from the show. All the money they raise is going to go to Centerlink. And Centerlink, if you don't know, is an organization that helps support a network of over like 250 LGBTQ community centers in the U.S. and beyond. When I was the chairman of the Pride Center here in Northeast Ohio for three years, um, CenterLink was a great set of resource for me to go to and get a lot of things done. They provide financial resources, they provide literature resources, and a lot of other things for different um, Pride centers all across the country, whether you have Two people or a thousand people at your Pride Center. So it's a great group. They're raising money for that. So that's very, very cool. And I thank them for that. Uh, Then, um, if you happen to like the movie um, Love Simon, remember the Love Simon movie? Greg Berlanti produced it. It was like touted as a big uh, mainstream gay teen rom com type deal. Uh, a year or two years ago. Well, they're doing a, a kind of a spin off sequel TV series about it. Uh, it's going to be um, talking about the college years, and I think it's going to be on either Disney Plus, or they haven't really figured that out yet, but it's going to be really cool. They're going to have uh, uh, some of the original cast members And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you like Love, Simon, I thought it was a very cute movie back then. I love Greg Berlanti, of course, does all of my superhero shows and so many other things he did. God-friended me and a bunch of other things. But, uh, yeah, that looks like it's going to be a fun television show right there. It's going to be set at uh, Creekwood High's alma mater, and it follows the title character Victor. It's going to be called Love, Victor. And uh, he's going to be kind of his his own version of self-discovery. And I think it's going to be shown on Hulu starting June 19th. So very cool on that. So let's get ready to jump into this here in just a couple of minutes. So I'm going to have three amazing interviewers. Um, They've all had different ranges in the business. Up first is going to be the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Frank DiCaro. He ruled queer radio and Sirius FM for over 10 years on OutQ. He's also uh, done so many other great projects and is author, so we're going to have him on in just a couple of minutes here. Then we're going to have the Toast of Broadway New York as part of the Broadway podcasting group and his immensely popular blog, Call Me Adam, Adam Rothenberg is going to debut a brand new regular segment here on the Leftist Straight show where he'll be on once a month to talk all things entertainment, New York, and Broadway. So that happens tonight after Frank. I'm very excited to start that series. And then uh, finishing it up, we're going to have my good buddy Tommy Garassi on. He has started a brand new podcast, so he's new to the game. He's been interviewing uh, entertainment and celebrities for years on his blog. But he started a new series called Tommy Talks on GBC uh, Radio. So sit back, get a couple of cocktails, let the music play. And I'm going to be back in just a few minutes with the amazing Mr. Frank DeCaro. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Let's play a little Brian Justin Crum Circles. Be back in just a couple minutes. <music>
0: But it's not right, Oh, we go over and over again till we don't want to try. All this time will be different, though. We go. On. Circle
1: That was Brian Justin Crum with Circles, such a good friend of the show. Guys, my first guest today has also been a great friend of the show, both on the phone and live in our Palm Springs shows. He and his husband are bi-coastal, spending time in both L.A. and New York, where he was a legend in presenting Queer Talk Radio and Sirius XM Radio. He's written five books, from memoirs to cookbooks to his latest triumph, Drag, combining Uh, combing through the big wigs of show business, which he's based his newest project, Big Wigs Live. It's a new digital talk show I can't wait to speak to him about. It's one of my favorite guests of all time. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. Frank DeCaro. Frank, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good, and I'm so
2: glad to be with you. Uh, It gave a good reason to take a shower and shave today, I have to say, even though I know we're just doing it – vocally instead of, uh, you know, visually it's still, I was like, well, I've got to at least put on a, you know, clean up a little bit. So that was good. But now we're, we're hanging in there and, and keeping busy and, uh, as much as one can anyway. Um, and, uh, happy to to be alive and not getting on each other's nerves. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing well. I hope other people are doing as well as we are, although it's fattening. I have to say this being, uh, you know, close to a kitchen at all times, is fattening, especially if you're a cook and a baker, like I am, every two minutes it's, uh, you know, the, the, the heroin, the the black tar heroin that I made the (laughs) other day was, I made a butter pecan cheesecake from scratch i i uh, caramelized pecans I, I it was pretty rockin and, and you know you make this and there's only the two of us because you can't give it to the dog really and right. uh you know so it's just the two of us and uh gone in about two and a half days and that's a lot and it wasn't a huge <laughs> cheesecake it was a little tart cheesecake however uh you know it still was uh i don't want to know the calories but boy was it good it was uh, i i'm i'm uh i i outdid myself and uh I, if people are listening, it's on Baker Break is the the website where they, pu- they I found the recipe. So definitely check out butter pecan cheesecake. But that's what our days have been like. You know, you get up, you send a few emails, you bake something, you make lunch. Uh, you know, uh, you do your a little bit of work, and then you throw up your hands and say, "What's the point?" And then you make a, a aperol spritzer and start your evening. You know, so that's kind of the way it's <laughs> been going.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I love How are you baking holding up? Skills. I, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm jealous of you and your baking skills. I thought that I had probably one of the best equipped – kitchens in town, but I think I comment on social media a couple times. You have pulled out some nice little things that I haven't even seen exist before that I had to go run to my trusty <laughs> bake shop to pick up. So you have some fun stuff, but mom and I are doing good. I, I take care of my 81-year-old little mother here in Northeast Ohio, and she hasn't left the house in six weeks, and I'll go out from time to time You live back east. You know us here in Ohio. We have basements. So I have a second freezer, a second refrigerator, and a pantry that I can get through about the next six months if I had to. So I don't go out that much. That's the way I grew up. We grew
2: up with, you know, Italians, you have to have at least two refrigerators. We used to have three refrigerators when I was growing up and uh, a a separate giant freezer and then a freezer, you know, a frost-free upper part of the freezer when i was growing up we always had that now uh I, you know here i've just got a big side by side but um but it's jam-packed it's it's, it's like you know <laughs> frozen food jenga in there today to get anything out but uh no i've I'm, i've got my my chicken cutlets i did uh um ranch flavored chicken cutlets for tonight so that and last night was uh, spaghetti and meatballs so that was good. So yeah, it's fine. You know, I my repertoire is not huge, but it's you know, I make spaghetti and meatballs and I make tamale pie and I make chili and I make uh uh chicken parm and angel hair and well, that's you know, part of the so right? one Right, you, mis-
1: you, <laughs> you crave food. You're not after salads or anything during pandemic. You want those good comfort oh, foods and no. Italian upbringing, right? <laughs> Well, definitely, I but I it. also
2: I find I'm eating nostalgia food. I mean, I've eaten things that I haven't eaten in 30 years. I I swear I get a when you get a craving for ground beef and uh and basically uh sugar. Uh you just make a manwich. You open that can of manwich and it's it's ground beef and high fructose corn syrup. It's divine, I have to say. You'd be surprised what memories come back when you make a manwich. But and not a manwich you know the dirty way. A man which It's food, and it's uh, it, <laughs> right. it's delicious. You know, and uh, so I I did find myself making that. We had t- today was tuna melt Tuesday, so we had a great time with that. Was pretty rocking, um, and uh, yeah, I'm getting now, good okay. at you know it's comfort food, and but I'm getting good at just toasting things perfectly without burning them, and you know making sure it's all melty nice. and delicious. And so yeah,
1: and then I do this now show on every Wednesday up. night he has now. Kind- What's that? Say it again?
2: So, no, I am just saying. And then once a week, I do some work. My husband's doing well. I mean, he's he's working on a book project, so that keeps him busy. Uh, and he's big on uh, on genealogy, so he's been working on uh, that as a hobby. So that keeps him very busy. And and we have quarantine cinema a couple times a week where we watch an old movie and. Uh, so that's been fun. And we watched a we watched a movie called The Group last night, which in I was promised that uh Murphy Brown, Candace Bergen, plays a lesbian in it. And she does, but she shows up very late in the film in terms of the munching. And I was very disappointed. Oh. I was promised, you know, muff diving Murphy <laughs> Brown. And I didn't get and I didn't get as much as I would have liked. But uh anyway, but it was good uh, still. But you know, we watched film noir, and, and uh, we watched Wicked Woman the other night on TCM. That was very fun. and The Oscar nice. we watched, which is a terrible movie. Um, the Oscar is like the, the male Hollywood version of All About Eve, and it's terrible. Uh, but it was great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that, so that was fun. And, you know, you, we keep busy. We stream stuff. And, and, uh, and then once a week, I was saying, I, once a week I actually work. Once a week I do my show now. Uh, and it's been fun to do this big week's live. Uh, based on the book on drag that I did, that I've been hawking for a year. This week is a year since the book came out. We're two days away from my one-year anniversary of uh, The wow. Day It Dropped. It was last April 30th, and Lord knows I haven't shut up about it since. And uh, it really turned out to be an amazing adventure, um, getting to rub elbows and uh, with some of the greatest drag artists of our time. And uh, the show is turning out to be the same, and and, uh, and it's fun. But I, honestly, I've been doing these live panel discussions, these talk shows uh, across the country since the book came out. Uh, the first one was April 30th of last year, uh, and I right. did it in Chicago. and uh, And it was great because it was three generations of queens, and it was, you know, real royalty – in that it was Chili Pepper, who is a Chicago legend, and then Lucy Stuhl, who's really making it happen, and then a young trans drag performer who uh, named Angelica Grace, who uh, is just up and coming. I mean, I, I said to her, I said, honey, I said, the jack. I was wearing this vintage leopard print fake fur jacket and i said this jacket is literally older than you are and it was i mean it's you know she was 21 oh and the jacket was 23 i think um and oh, uh so it was great so a lot of the panels that's what my discussions have been like various uh you know people from all walks of drag and then we we sort of look behind the mascara and reveal what's underneath and and laugh a lot and you know Tammy Brown had a meltdown. You're
1: a a trailblazer. I mean, you started out (laughs) back in Sirius when Sirius was kind of new and and queer radio was barely anything. So you're doing the Sirius radio, and now you're doing digital streaming and Zooming. You are just a trendsetter, my friend. It's it's exciting stuff. Honestly. (laughs) Thank you. Well, people call you
2: and say, can you do this? And you'd be like, sure. That's all I needed. I mean, I would have been back on the air a lot sooner if somebody said, how about if every Wednesday we do this? I've been, okay. You know, you just, if someone says, show up at this time and talk, I'm all for it. And I would have done it even sooner because of a a producer uh, named Chad Campy. Now that should be my last name. Uh, But he's uh, the guy (laughs) behind flip phone events in Minneapolis. And uh, he uh, was the guy who put together the Golden Girls cruises that we just went on uh, right before the pandemic shut us all in our houses. We were back two weeks, and suddenly we were quarantined. It was like, okay, well, we just missed that. Thank heaven. But we went on these amazing cruises, and uh, and he saw me in action. And he, he'd seen me once before because I went to Minneapolis last uh, fall and did a panel there with an amazing drag king named Damien Deluxe, and uh, Miss Richfield, 1981, total drag legend, and mercedes Iman Diamond, who was the opulence queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. And so the three of Mm. us, uh, the four of us, rather, the three queens and me, uh, we all did, uh, the two queens, the king and me, did uh, a panel. At the Guthrie Theater, which was very posh, and we we did it as a benefit, and we made like fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars for a local uh, LGBTQ group, and uh, and so that was really fun. And, and uh, so he saw that I was a good talk show host, and um, that's how what led him to say, let's just start doing this online. I was like, okay. So he's doing drag brunch online, and now this drag talk show online, and we did a Golden Girls legacy panel. Uh, that people could watch that we did via zoom with Alaska and Jim Colucci, my husband who wrote the golden girls forever book and Stan Zimmerman, who was a writer on the golden girls first season, uh, who was a big gay. And so we all talked and uh, it was great. It was, it was really, that was very well attended and uh, so to speak. And we made $1,500 for a women's charity, a battered women's charity in uh, oh, Miami, wow. which we thought was appropriate since it was uh, the Golden Girls, we thought well, Miami charity would be good. So yeah, so it's it's been fun. Uh, anything to keep busy, I, I tell you. Times like these, and and I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, y- it brings out it's it's not so much oh I need the attention, although you do, but it's it's a lot of um, well what can I do to help? And you realize as a performer, the only thing you can really do is perform. And and, and nice. make mirth and, and cheer people up. And so I think, you know, people say, why didn't you do your radio show? And, well, part of it was, well, if somebody had asked me, I, you know, I would have. But, um, uh, you know, the, the idea really, I think, is that I'm doing the radio show on social media now. Um, you know, I take my posts very seriously, and uh, I'm trying to perk people up and inform them and say outrageous things when it needs to be said. And, and so I'm kind of doing the job I always did. Except uh, I, you know, I do it lying down now, which was never. That was never <laughs> lying down was never my strong suit. I have to say,
0: <laughs>
2: sad to say, never oh my, my strength. Goodness. I couldn't really earn, couldn't earn a living lying down, as it turns out. But um, uh, you know, in front of a sitting in front of a microphone, a lot better. So, right. Well, uh, i same,
1: same. That's so. That's my life these days. The show to, yeah, I brought the show to five days a week during the quarantine shutdown here. Um, just because we, need, like you said, we need to get the content out there. We need to have something for people to watch. You can only watch the Tiger Show so many times. So I just think it's nice to be able to offer different um, conversations with different people and see everyone's holding up. So I was very pleased as punch when I when I saw you were doing the show and you offered to come on the show because I, I like I've always said that you have always been a. Role model to me first in the way you handled yourself on radio and your appearances when you did talk shows and game shows, but then in your weight loss journeys. So I've always looked up to you, my friend, and I really appreciate everything you do. And I just love that there's no chance meetings, that this cruise was something for Jim and Stan and you came on to host. And, of course, you get this out of it because that's the way the world goes around. You deserve every second of it. Honestly. Thank you.
2: It's, you're very sweet to say that, and I, I certainly admire what you do. And 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 really, the, the whole self-starting part of it—that's what I really admire. People who really are like, yeah, I'm going to go do this, which is you. You know, I mean, that, that's always impressive to me because I don't think I'm so good at that. I think I'm uh, I'm a little better. You know, I'm saying it's like I'm better if somebody says, hey, show up at this, and then I bring my all. <laughs> but I'm not someone who thinks. Let's just, you know, I don't really do the. Let's put on the show in the barn, you know. I need, I need the producer to say, show up at this time, and then I'm like, okay, I'll bring everything, you know. That that's kind of the way I need to work. So when people are like, nope, I'll do it from the ground up, I'm amazed, and I am in awe of that, and so I tip my hat, my I tip my wig to you. So uh, anyway, but, <laughs> thank uh, you, my friend. It's been fun, and also I don't know if you feel this way, but a lot of what we do is you're justifying not only your existence, but your taste and your interests and your likes, you're kind of um, sort of out there saying, I love this. You should love it too. And this is a fun thing. Look, you know, it's, it's a lot of um, it's like taking, going to the world and saying, look at this beautiful thing I made. I'm going to put it on the refrigerator and we'll all like it. You know, mom likes it and you'll like it too. Kind of thing. Um, Like when you're a little kid, It, it, it's not, I don't do it out of oh I need to take this person down or expose this to hypocrisy or do, I, are those, are, there are plenty of people who do that I'm glad they do but that's not my gig my gig is want to see a fun thing look at this you know so right. and everything I've done has always been that so it's always show and tell and um, and that's kind of what we're doing with this show now the thing that's amazing and I don't know if you're finding the thing that's amazing now is nobody can hide from you can't really hide from the phone. You know, and you can't, right, so if exactly. some, if you call somebody and if you text or say, hi, you want to do my show, they can't say, oh, I'm too busy. You know, they, there's, because nobody's too busy to do anything. You could say, you know, exactly right. somebody said to me, well, thanks for taking all this time. And I said, all this time, I said, I could read Angels in America out loud to you. I have enough time for anything. And it's like, whatever you need me to do, I got the time for, it. you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can't not do that. So you can kind of call A-listers. And I know Jim is doing this with his book on the love boat. So you'll never know who the hell he's, you know, I hear someone through the door that he's doing an interview. The other day it was Elka <laughs> summer. And I was like, my God, it's sixty oh bombshell Elka summer on our phone, you know? So it's, it's amazing, but it's, you know, we'll ask these drag performers and they're like a list people and they're like, yeah, sure. So that's what it's turning into. So, I mean, it's, I hope it continues when we all are allowed to go and, uh, and do things out of the house. But, um, you know when someone like Vanilla uh, Creme and Nina West and Ginger Minge, you know, I mean, drag race superstars, and they really are, particularly those three. You know, they're they're, oh, yeah. they're all like sure we'll do your show. You know, so and Jinx Monsoon is doing it, and Latrice Royale is this week, and Kasha, this is Kasha Davis, and the girls from Dragula are doing it. So, um, you know, we've got so much amazing folks who, you know, Alaska, you know, I mean, when you say, hey, let's do a panel on the Golden Girls, and it takes one email to Alaska, and she's like, I'm in, you know, and she she, she posted about that she was doing it, and it was like 1,500 likes in seven seconds. I was like, okay, we should all be so lucky, you know, but it, it's, it's kind of the, the way it goes, and for me to be able to bring – uh, legends into the mix like miss richfield or varla jean merman or peaches christ this week i mean i'm thrilled it's going to do it right so, and they uh, all have such yeah, interesting like,
1: stories too yeah they have they have some great stories and nina i mean Nina's a columbus queen here in ohio who has foundation is amazing her. that most people don't even know about the foundation work that she's done she's raised millions of dollars for charity so it's yeah you find lots of interesting things and she's one of those
2: people when she said, "Oh, i've always liked your work, my buttons popped i mean i re- when it's someone you admire and you don't know i mean i you know and ginger minge too i mean it was she was like very complimentary, and I just was like, Jeez, I had no idea you'd ever heard of me, and so it's like' cause I adore you know you show me a comedy queen with curves i mean, and I'm like i'm in you know <laughs> and I just I love them to pieces and uh you know uh but it, it is what you were saying before, I, I do about uh, sort of that, that it's, it's one thing leads to another. I do think that's true, and I think that the great challenge for a lot of us is being patient for that to reveal itself. Because Lord knows, there are days where you're like, you have the "I'll never be hired again. There will be nothing to do. No one will want to hear me." You know you get into those funks, and it's like you have to trust that that will be a passing moment because right. you you know you you just have to believe in yourself and um and know you've still got things to that are worth listening to to say and um you know and and believe in yourself i mean it i I don't know if you watch drag race, but uh you know I was watching the widow von du who was quite good and she got a you know well no sorry spoiler alert. she got eliminated and it was honestly because she got in her own head and you watch someone exactly. get in their own way. And it's heartbreaking because we all do that. And Rue talks about the the demons in your head talking and, you know, uh, the saboteurs. That's the word she uses. You know, it's true. We've all got those. And you have to, um, you know, really tell them to go F themselves instead of getting into your head because, you know, other people believe in you. And, you know, sometimes the only person who doesn't believe in you is you. So uh, you got to keep well, it together. That. And, tell me and, you uh, have your
1: publicist you know, getting you on Rue panel. I mean, you've done such great game shows and panel work in the past. You would be a freaking amazing guest judge. And with all this work doing, I your publicist is not slamming in that door down. I will for them. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, do it. But I'll tell you, I,
2: I have not been shy about trying to be a judge on Drag Race. But um, now that it's moved over to VH1 and it's so watched, the names are really big, you know, so they really would rather yeah. have Jeff Goldblum than me. And, I, and I, <laughs> in some ways, I don't blame them as much as I really would like to do it. And I certainly – there have been a couple on where I was like, I know you're a bigger name, but what you just brought to the party was dreadful, and I could – totally have wiped the floor with you. Um, you know, you, you can't get <laughs> into that, but, uh, but Lord knows I have not been shy about saying, please let me get on there. Um, I would love to, uh, you know, have them tie in the drag book that I wrote with, uh, like a mini challenge of, you know, create, uh, uh, one of the legendary drag queens from the book, make yourself look like oh, that. Goodness. You know, I, that, that was I, a, that I think idea. that would be a great challenge, but, um, You know, it would be fun to see someone do Flip Wilson's Geraldine, you know, and and, uh, recreate that or something. But, uh, you know, they've got their own thing, and and they're doing their digital DragCon this week. And do I wish I were being – I've been asked to be a, a host of a panel? Of course. Do they know where to find me? Of course. Did it happen?
1: No. So you do your own thing, you know. Well, you brought your book there last year, didn't you? Didn't you bring your book to DragCon? Oh, Yeah. Oh, we've done,
2: we've done both drag cons. Yes, it was great. Right. I, did, uh, I think I just fat-faced dialed a number. Sorry about that. Do um, anyway, <laughs> you ever call it that when you when you Do you ever hang up on somebody and you're like, sorry, I fat-faced you? Um, yeah, it's, I it's have fat-faced. it, but now I'm going to steal it tiny. because
1: I love that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, if you That's hang hilarious. up on somebody by mistake, you say, I'm sorry, I fat-faced you. Um, but, uh, yes, I did bring the drag book to drag con in New York and uh, in Los Angeles, and it was great. It was really great. And I went on their, uh, their Radio Andy show and stuff. Yeah, I have to tell you, that's what last year was like it was, and, and why I'm excited about this project now because it's keeping the party going. Because, I mean, I was a bartender on Watch What Happens Live. I did both drag right. cons. I did the two biggest Barnes & Noble stores in the country, which nobody who is not a celebrity gets that. You know, I mean, you have to be a major celebrity and they were so excited about the topic they were like, "All right, come on, DeCaro. You can get in here too." You know. <laughs> um even though the names usually are way bigger. You, you know, usually you'd have to be Neil Patrick Harris to get that gig. So, uh it was fun and you know, people have been very complimentary and I did it in my hometown. I just I did the same Barnes and Noble that I met my husband in twenty four years ago. I uh, I did a, a signing again in a in a talk, and I had like two of my English teachers, uh, it was relatives. It was oh it was pretty neat. It was kind of cool to have two people from high school because I'm no spring chicken, you know. Well, then, you know not, <laughs> they, You think they're older than you, but when you're a kid, you know you're like you might be fifteen and they might be twenty two. You know, you don't realize. Right, right. You think, oh, they're old people, you know, and you realize, no, they were probably were twenty two years old
3: when they were teaching you <laughs> high school.
2: And you're like, oh God, because you know that looks so old when you're fifteen years old or whatever. But uh, you know, now, please, you look at I look at someone. It's like if they're not one foot in the grave, that they're young. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, you know, I, I my it's your idea of what's young changes and what's old changes certainly. But um, so yeah, so it's it's been fun. I hope people, I, I do, I wish for people that they uh, will listen to our show, but also that they'll just uh, seek out a lot of the creative things that people are doing, whether it's my show or your show or things like the Stephen Sondheim 90th birthday thing on YouTube that Broadway.com did the other day. That was amazing. It, it was an hour late, but what else are we doing? You know, why <laughs> do you care? It's like you got nothing. You pour yourself a drink and sit on the couch, you know, read a book. Um but uh, uh, Ladies of Lunch there's, there's was worth that. the entire
1: effort, right? Ladies of Lunch was worth the yeah, entire every, effort. I um, love
2: Yeah. I love the whole thing, that I have was... to say. I thought it was great. And you know, and and um they Charles Bush, who's all over my drag book, he's legendary. His uh out of drag uh cabaret act was was on from fifty four below and they sort of decided, Oh, what the hell, let's run it. And so you're watching the whole, you know, the the unexpurgated hour and 15 minute thing you'd have spent a hundred bucks to go see but you're sitting in your living room watching it it's for free and and you know it's it's kind of there's stuff out there everybody seems to be doing creative stuff uh and lord knows the drag queens have risen to the occasion there's a lot of drag content if you like that and and uh, And a lot of you know well, I think it's going to
1: change the face of, of television stuff. and or entertainment for a while because we're not going to be able to go back to large venues for a while. I think it's going to really changed the face of entertainment for a little bit. And, but, and people are stepping up to the plate, and those that don't innovate are going to find themselves – it's going to be a great equalizer for a lot of people. And that's like you say, when you get these A-list stars, they understand they need to keep their name in front of the public. And when they're not doing that with their movies that have been pushed back eight months to a year or things have fallen through, and I think – what what's that television show um, that was supposed to have the big send-off that wasn't even able to do their finale – Oh, gosh, I can't remember right now. But there's uh, oh, yeah, well, one Superstore story.
2: didn't get its – didn't get – yeah, a lot of them. Superstore didn't get its last episode, and uh, I'm trying to think what they're – I'm sure a lot of them are in that boat. I don't know. It depends on – you know, there's so much content anyway. But that's the other thing. You know, it's like uh, the idea that we may have to watch stuff that's not brand new is not the worst thing because there's so much crap and good crap to watch. There's just so much content right. that it's like, you know what? Watch the stuff you never watched before. I've never seen Downton Abbey, but it's like you know what? Maybe it's time to watch that because we're watching Belgravia, which is the follow-up now from the same people. And I was like, oh god, if this is this good, I bet Downton Abbey was even better. We'll have to check it out. See, so you, you know, there's stuff there. You know, there was a TV network, and I remember they were showing reruns one summer, and they said it's new to you, and it's like you know, it's like it's true. <laughs> You've never seen it. It's new. Exactly. And, and I you know, encourage people to go and, uh, you know, pay. Lord note, most of us have shelf after shelf of books. We've never read, you know, that we paid good money for. We have DVDs that still have the plastic on them, you know, and it's like, watch a few. Um, and then, you know, you've got all those subscription services, start downloading things and catch up and, uh, and watch. And, and there's, you know, whatever you like, there's 50 things for you to watch, you know? So, um, I and, and, and all like you time. said we'' been a big it, binger,
1: stuff. but all of a sudden I'm doing the binging thing, and there is things with lots of episodes on it, so yeah it's it's amazing what is actually out there when you have nothing to do but actually go find it so very true well who's um, yeah and it's fair who who are you really excited about trying to get for the show? I mean, we talked last time you are on the show, I think we talked about the book and some of your amazing people you found there, but who would you like to see? come on the digital show? Well, we do. I, the people we've
2: already got on are like Jinx Monsoon, Gia Gunn, Latrice Royale. These are the people who've agreed to come on who haven't yet. Darian Lake is coming to see us. Mrs. Kasha Davis. Uh, Bitch Puddin' this week. Peaches Christ. Um, I would love to get... Wow. And, I, and I know she's, I know she's got the digital technology now. Lady Bunny, my old pal, I want to get her on. And Miss Coco Peru, I would love to have come on as well. Uh, and Jackie Beat, I, I would love to do that. And then some of these queens that we're all falling in love with from um, from the new season of Drag Race, when that happens, I mean, I'd love to talk to someone like Jackie Cox or Gigi Good or Heidi N. Closet, even though it is, it, RuPaul's right, that is the worst name for a drag queen ever. It um, is really bad. But, uh, you know, they're... <laughs> Some of the new girls, would, you know, will be fun, and and I love, as I was saying before, I would love to mix it up. I really like if it's someone who's been at it for twenty years and someone who's been at it for twenty minutes, and you get them together, and then they share notes because a lot has happened, and you know, from someone who started in eighty eight or ninety three or whenever they got on the the you know got into the mascara well, the first my time. Questions. You know,
1: have you ever had have you ever had that kind of a panel where you've had the older drag queens give some mentoring advice to the new ones. Has that happened? That'd be an amazing. I'm. Amazing I'm not even sure
2: they need mentoring advice. That's there's some. I mean, these young queens are so polished, and you know, I mean, they, yes, maybe they're learning makeup tutorials on YouTube, but they're so fully formed at you know at a much younger age, and a lot of they find their look and refine it. Um, at a much younger age, but I do think if if the older queens can teach them something it 's really to have a good work ethos and 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 really mm, know right. you have to put the time in and the effort in, and you can 't expect to be a superstar in the beginning or that it 's going to last. You have to really work hard and and that 's good advice for any of us obviously but um, you know i right. I think that that 's what it comes from, but I think they I was talking about this today. It's funny, you know, I did this. uh, uh, I take my social media posts very careful, uh, very seriously, and I'm very careful about what I post. And somebody asked me to do the album challenge, the 10 influential albums. And today was day 11, and I couldn't quite help myself. And I posted Taylor Swift's album, 1989. And I said, I'm posting this even though it's day 11 as a bonus because If you're my age, decrepit, this is a reminder (laughs) to look out for people who are younger than, you know, who are, you have shoes older than, and listen to what they're saying and what they're creating and learn about them. And if you're young, find someone whose heyday was before you were born and learn everything there is about them. So I, I think that that's always been my message, at least in the last three books that I've done, the dead celebrity cookbooks and, and then this drag coming through the big wigs of show business. Really? That's the message. It's it's, if you're young, know your history. Um, And if you're old, pay attention to the new guard, because you can't, it doesn't do you any good to check out or say you've seen it all. Or, you know, um, I saw someone bad mouthing Randy, Randy rainbow the other day. And I was like, why in heaven's name would you do anything other than applaud Crazily, you know, for, right, for what he's right. doing, the idea that you know someone was going on about, oh well, I, you know, I was doing song parodies twenty years ago. Everybody was doing everything always. So shut up, you know. It's like just <laughs> if they're doing it and they're smart and they're doing it well, wish them well. You know. Yes, did he get a did he get a donation made in his name by Carol Burnett as a as a wish? You know, a thank you from Carol Burnett. Would that have blown my mind? Yes. Have great things like that, that happen yeah. to me? Kind of, yeah. You know, so it's like it, it really is. You can't be bitter if someone has more name recognition than you do or or dismiss them because right. they're 20 years younger than you are. You know, if they're terrible, knock yourself out. But if they're really good, and he's really good, then you kind of have to, you know, get your right. bitterness and, in right. and check and get rid of it. And, you know, hey, or, or, history, or, or at least you. save it for
1: your friends, <laughs> you know. so. I want to ask you, speaking of history, have you seen, have you and Jim got around to seeing the circle of Books* stock yet on Netflix?
2: Not yet. No, but that was the reason I just re-upped my Netflix. I I had had a a critics thing for three months last fall, you know, and so I had that. And then I forgot to give, you didn't have to give him a credit card. And so then it was like, it ran. I was like, why is Netflix not working? And then I got a note saying you've got to, You've got to start paying for it, bitch. So I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, my God. So I, when I, I waited and waited, and then when I saw the Circus of Books was coming, I was like, oh, now i got to do that. So, yes, yeah, so but I've not watched it yet. No, we're we, – I'm up to 1966, so I'll get to it sooner or later. Oh, I was there watching, you go. The movie last go. night was Very from good. the early – mid-'60s. So. But, uh, was but it wasn't wonderful. Alaska,
1: Alaska worked there, which I did not know. Uh, he's in it as a boy. Um, talking about it. I did not know he worked there. It's amazing. Um, Who would have thought a middle-aged Jewish couple ran The Biggest Porn Empire? The most shocking thing, Frank, was they not only owned the bookstore, they produced gay porn. They were responsible for jeff Stryker in a lot of ways
0: believe it or not it's just like what? i thought
1: i was responsible for i i kept
2: him going for a good long time i have to say i did, I say, right, <laughs> I did, love, exactly. did love his video i yeah, met him was, once was, i met him he was he was in a um here's the name dropping he was in a terry mugler fashion show and i was covering fashion <laughs> in the 90s and he was on the runway. And so I talked to him after it. And he was just about to put a, a, a record out. And he said, Wow, singing my true talent. And I was like, and I just, it made me laugh. And he, and he also, he's, he's short. You know, he's, his parts right. of him are enormous, but he's not tall. So it's it, you know it was it was you wanted to hang him from a keychain.
1: He's cute, you know. Well, they he's interview little. him in the but, new um, duck too, so he, he's he's aged okay. I'll say okay. Good. But uh, you got all well, any yeah, any of us can say. Or hopeful, exactly. I mean, you know. As long as you're upright, I think you're ahead of the game. Well, Frank, we got to wrap yeah, well, he's this up upright here. upright standing up or lying down. Know. Let's talk about Wednesdays when they can see this, how they can see this, because they have to see you, my friend. I love everything you do, but this is uh, exciting for me. I'm loving the show.
2: Okay, well, if they follow me on social media at Frank DiCaro Show, I always post, you know, that day and the day before wh- how you get to it. But basically, we're we're doing uh, an hour long or so talk show. And every week it's me interviewing three different queens with three different generations and from all over the country. And we are do, and we talk about what the art of drag and what their careers have been like, and what what they think about the mainstreaming of drag means, and and all those sorts of questions. Anyway, and we're doing it on Zoom, and it it gives you a, a way to log into it so you can ask questions and and do that. So we post that on on Facebook and and Instagram at Frank DeCaro Show, and also you can go to um, if you go to Facebook.com/slash flip phone, F L I P phone, flip phone. Um, they are the producers so their page is the first to have the feed. And then I move it, you know, I'll share it on my pages and stuff. So we do that. And also, um, it's, it's on Twitch now too. And I have to tell you, I don't know what Twitch is, but it's a new thing Then the kids like it. So we're on Twitch now. So, uh, we're Twitching. So anyway, there you go. (laughs) So is Jeff Twitching once in a while. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's uh, so we're doing it on all those platforms, and then people can watch it. And then after the fact, it ends up on YouTube. Which I think we only put the first one up on YouTube, but um, it's fun. And also, I'm really, I'm big on talk shows being talk shows. It's not here's a game we're gonna play. Here's uh, you know here here what, let's do a lightning round. But I'm not into that. I really <laughs> think it's about the art of conversation and making the guests look good and and really asking questions that you kind of get some serious, you know, some serious answers, although lighthearted ones as well. And, um, you know, I I, want to know what makes these drag artists so good and what makes them tick. And um, I'm really a big fan of talk shows that are talk shows. I don't think it's let other people do the, you know, take a shot every time I say this. I don't need to do that. That's not my thing. But however, if someone said we're going to pay you to host a show where you do that, be, sure. I'll bet you the bartending show, the bartending, <laughs> you, you know, go. game night show. i uh, sure if they want to pay me to do it, but if it's my show and my thing, then I don't want to do that, you know? Um,
1: right.
2: But uh, Well, so you, you are the pioneer
1: for, for gay talk radio, my friend. Like I said, I've been a fan from way back when, and I just, Always love to see you on the air, and like I said, I think this is such a great venue for you. From pioneering at Sirius to pioneering in the Zoom age, I think this is going to be fantastic. And I'm, I got to sneak see one of the episodes. Like you said, there is one airing on YouTube right now, and you are fantastic as always, my friend. Thank
2: you. I've just, I got that rainbow uh, covered wagon and I just keep pioneering my way through it. And and girl, I can't go much further West though now, because I'm, I'm in Los Angeles and that's as far West as I can go. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's been fun. And I hope people will uh, do that. And I, and I certainly hope they'll follow me on social media that I keep them abreast of, of all that I'm doing. And it's at Frank DeCaro show. And uh, you know, so it's, it's been fun and you keep doing what you're doing too. It's, it's important, uh, as, as gay life becomes in some ways better and more mainstream that we still have places that are safe spaces and designated spaces that really are for, uh, you know, uh, as I like to say, fifth biffs. For fags, by fags, okay? It's just, it's, there you go. If you'll there find the you expression. So anyway, but it, it is uh, that feeling of, you know, this is for us and,
1: uh, so it well, needs to I appreciate to be a lot that. it, and it's, not it's so that easy when I have a pro like you. I don't have to ask all my questions. You answer all my questions before I even have to ask them. So it's a beautiful thing. I get just to sit back and enjoy the beauty of Frank DiCaro, so I'm loving every second of this.
2: I appreciate all of thank your Thank you. Well, stay safe and well, stay healthy, and thank
1: you for having me on again. It's always a pleasure. Same to you. Give your husband a kiss on the cheek for me. Now, how's your dog? I know you take your dog everywhere, so they're used to having you around all the time, but – what does he think of you being home all the time? Does he think you're penniless now and don't take him places, or what? <laughs> no, she thinks it's you. wonderful.
2: She loves it. She is just, but it's her. It's her house, and we just live in it. I mean, it really is. She, gotcha. She's amazing. Gotcha. And she also talked Jim into standing online to get into a Trader Joe's because we ran out of her favorite chicken jerky sticks that she likes so much. So Jim actually, he he came home with a with six bags of chicken jerky for Gabby and a bottle of Aperol for me so I can make my Aperol spritzer. So we feel, we all feel very loved in our house. So uh, I love
1: it. Standing online, You can't take the New York out of the guy. I'm telling you this. Frank Caro. stay on the line for me. We're going to play out with a little David Hernandez, dear, my future self guys. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. I have the amazing Adam Rothenberg from call me Adam up next. This is the left of straight show right here on the left of straight radio network
0: my future self I've been running in circles It's a journey, it's a journey, it's a struggle But I know When the world breaks It's a struggle, it's a struggle, it's a struggle to to find me When the world breaks The faith you gotta keep on. You gotta keep up, you gotta be strong. Be strong, be strong. You gotta keep up, you gotta be strong. Don't lose the faith you gotta keep on. You gotta keep up, you gotta be strong, be strong. Woman over race you stand tall when you feel pain. You fight it all when they go low. You're going to hide, you're going to rewrite the storyline, those that don't believe in you, well, you try to.
1: All righty, guys, we are back. That was my buddy David Hernandez with Dear My Future Self. So, guys, a couple weeks back, if you were listening in, which I hope you were, I had my next guest on the show to talk about his amazing blog and podcast that I've been following forever, it seems. He's been a guest on the show before, and his amazing interviews and technique was really a large part of how I based my interviews when I started my show five years ago. We are talking off-air, and I mentioned I'd love to have him as a monthly guest host, and he has graciously agreed. So tonight, I am honored to introduce the very first Call Me Adam segment on the Left of Straight show. Hopefully, we'll have many fun times to come. So please welcome back the terrific and handsome Mr. Adam Rothenberg from Call Me Adam.
3: Adam, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Scott?
1: I am fantastic. I am so glad to have you back on. We had a great chat about two weeks ago or so, but I'm just looking forward to a monthly Kiki, my friend.
3: Yes, me too. I'm thrilled to be back, and thank you for having me as a monthly guest. I'm very excited for this new venture together. Um, Yeah, the last interview was so much fun, so I'm thrilled that we're getting to to talk again. So, um, yeah, how have you been, in the past few weeks?
1: I've been doing pretty good. I mean, there's we talked when you were on last time. There's so much great content out there. I mean, I don't know how you're handling it, but I can't see everything at once. The Sondheim thing was amazing. They had a, a fundraiser for Centerpoint um, for um, all these that Billy Eichner hosted the other day. Uh, Queer as Folk is doing a 20-year reunion this Friday. I mean, it's crazy out.
3: There's yes, so much stuff out there. There's How are so you much doing? stuff. I ju- I'm doing pretty well still. Um, Sondheim Tribute. I didn't watch it that on um, Sunday, so, but I just watched it today. And it was so enjoyable. Um, very excited for the Queer as Folk reunion. And then uh, Steph Rudeski tonight, I didn't get to watch it, but uh, I'll watch it on the replay. He had a reunion of the cast in Melrose Place which I'm nice. so excited about because I love that show. Yeah. And he even got, I mean, he even got Heather Locklear. So I'm like, even that, that alone is like enough to watch it. But I mean, it's like, it's Grant show, Marsha Cross, uh, Josie Bissett, Andrew Hsu, um I think he got Laura Layton. So it's like, I mean, he got great. he He really got like the core cast back together.
1: I had the biggest crush on Andrew Shue. Oh, my goodness. They were all cute. But I don't know
3: what Andrew Shue did, but he flipped my
1: switch somehow. He was gorgeous. Yes.
3: Yes. I was de- I was more of a, a Grant Show um, attraction. Right. I mean, not right. that Andrew Shue wasn't attractive, but I was always attracted to Grant Show. Maybe because he played the bad guy, bad boy Jake. Not bad guy, but he, he had that, like, right. bad boy. Right. And I'm always attracted to the twinks.
1: Uh, he was the twink, and Grant was the was the man of the show. So I, I hear you.
3: I'm always, I, yeah. I always
1: tend to go to the younger for some reason. Too funny.
3: <laughs> oh oh, oh of my younger, goodness! We watched the series, um, uh, again for the third time. The one with Sutton Foster.
1: Right. And
3: anything new of the third time I mean, screening? Yeah, I have to say it feels as fresh as the first time. Even though, like, I know what's going to happen, just watching it, it's it's as if it was the first time I was watching it. And I'm probably going to watch it a fourth time because it's just so relaxing, and it really takes me away from everything. And, it, and all the New York City, you know, because it's filmed throughout the city and Brooklyn, and it's just nice to see the city so vibrant in the show. Nice. So I think... I think that's part of an attraction to it, especially now.
1: Now, you've been two more weeks into uh, Corona 2020, and things aren't changing too much for New York City. You and your boyfriend still so <laughs> no. staying in the same room? <laughs> How's everything we, going for you guys? Uh, you've been able to get we, out of the house a bit? <laughs>
3: uh, yes, we are We are still quarantining together, and it's going very well, and we have not tried to kill each other yet. So that's Nice. Good. Um, I like we it. do get out, we get out. I mean, it's very selective where, where we get out. I mean, we're either, course, we're going yeah. out, we're either going to the grocery store or we're going to the drive through at Starbucks. So it's very limiting <laughs> of like, you know, but, we're, but it's not like we're going to the park or anything like that. Right. So, um, uh, but you know, we wear our masks, we wear gloves, um, the minute we get back home, we wash our hands. You know, we we wipe all the packages down. So there you we're, go. Still, we're still we're still in it. Yes, yes, that's our biggest concern. And he works at a hospital, so um, so you know, we're very we're very um trying to say we, we're we we take the the washing of the hands and, and the wiping down of everything very seriously just because he's right. you know he's in it every day right so yeah yeah
1: well thank him for so. his service everyone in the hospital from the janitorial support staff all the way up to the doctors are just deserve their seven o'clock clap every single night so i agree 100 percent that's for sure yes so definitely yes, thank him do.
3: for that did they, they do the clapping in ohio that's one thing they
1: haven't done. We're so spread out here that, no, I don't think they've done it in Columbus or Cleveland. Um, mm. But I don't think so. I think that's pretty much a New York thing. I haven't yeah. even heard about it in LA because it's so stretched out. It just doesn't, I don't think it, it would resonate as much as New York does. But I love it anytime I see it, it just makes my heart very happy. So yeah. have you, yeah. do you, do you hear it most nights?
3: Well, we're, we're in we're in Brooklyn. Where we are in Brooklyn, okay. they don't do it. So, unfortunately, I don't get to hear it every night. But um, I am going to be going back to the city in about a week uh, to to pack up my apartment because I'm getting ready to move to Brooklyn. Um, so, hopefully, when I'm back in the city at my apartment, I'll, I'll get to hear it.
1: There you go. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's get into some stuff from... Uh, um that's related to you i mean one of the things i'm most excited about is i have a true blue new yorker here today would have been tony tuesday wouldn't it talk about that
3: yes yes so today i I guess it still is even though tony tuesday is when they when they announce who got nominated for a tony award so i mean unfortunately since the tony awards aren't happening today that did not happen but um I did see several people in the theater community I feel like still celebrated the day um, I, I saw a lot of people just tell stories from their theatrical life um, of different shows they were in Laura Hayward Laura Haywood who is a Broadway girl NYC she, her birthday is today and she was asking everybody to make a video um, to celebrate theater and use the hashtag theater changed my life and post it um, since there were no Tony awards, but it will let the theater community know that that they're loved. Um, The Broadway podcast network, we um, created a Spotify playlist of all of the, all of our episodes that featured actors from the 2019 to 2020 theatrical season. So you can find that on Spotify um, and it's if you search on the Broadway Podcast Network, you can listen to all the interviews. I mean, there's like 100 episodes of guests, so you'll have plenty of hours of listening.
1: Very, very cool. Yeah, it was, um, um, I saw that you guys were doing that. I think that is amazing. Um, we talked briefly about the Sondheim thing. I thought that was an amazing show uh, the other night. Um, ladies who lunch of course, went viral as I knew it would uh, as soon as I saw it uh, so good. ah, those girls, those girls i got and Meryl, you don 't consider a Broadway actress,
3: especially, um but it she just fits. she just fit, you know she she fits into everything I mean there is literally nothing she does that that is bad, I mean, everything she touches is amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Christine Baranski
3: can do no uh, wrong.
1: Audra McDonald, voice of an angel. I mean, yes. I, it, was, it was great. It was yes. great. I, I loved, also love Donna
3: Murphy's performance of Send in the Clowns. Oh, I mean, that's yes. like one of my all-time favorite Sondheim songs. And she, she did such a beautiful job.
1: No, I, I, it, was an amazing, it was an amazing performance. I was the same way. I saw it after the fact. I didn't see it live. Um, but I did see it like right after you think like, the streaming was a little behind on YouTube. And so you're able to see pretty quickly. And uh, I thought it was great. I just loved the yeah. second of it. Huge Sondheim fan to begin with. And just uh, Raul Esparza.
3: I've always loved uh, him.
1: Of course, Nathan Lane. uh, uh. Yeah, Ra- Ra- Raul is another one always always can
3: do no wrong. I mean, mine too. He is such an incredible voice. I, I love all the cast recordings I have with him on it and to them all the time. I mean, between Tick Tick Boom and um, Taboo and um, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, he just, uh, he's just so great.
1: Brian Stokes Mitchell was looking so healthy, which was great. Yes. I thought he was amazing. I loved his video of him from his balcony singing to New York. Yes.
3: Oh yes, I did. I mean what a treat. And 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 he was singing from what I know, he was singing at one point while he was still recovering from the virus. So I mean right.
1: No, he was that's
3: just incredible.
1: Uh, the broad the theater community, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. It's just such a tight community and so giving and so caring and so giving back. I mean, as much as they did for our community Back during AIDS in the 80s and through mm-hmm. everything that's ever happened in theater after 9 11, everything. Oh, just amazing how they give back and keep on giving. And the talent yeah. just no, knows no end. No yeah. end.
3: And, and especially with the COVID 19, I mean, they've just done so many fundraisers for it. Everybody's trying to pitch in and, um, you know, I mean, Seth is raising so much money for the Actors Fund with his Stars in the House. And, um, I mean, the Broadway Podcast Network, we've also done several fundraisers um, of of different interview shows that has been just fantastic. They did a Legally Blonde reunion of the Broadway cast, um, and Laura Bell Bundy was part of it, or Faye, Andy Carl, Jerry Mitchell, who directed it, and... Um, um, the, um, so many people were were in it. It was so great and so much fun to see everybody nice. again.
1: Well, one of my most exciting times too the other day is, and you had him on one of your premiere um, episodes during quarantine for your podcast. Michael Urie's Buyer and Seller was the most amazing piece of theater I've seen in forever. Um, yes. The live stream of that, he raised fifty oh, thousand dollars, and like he raised thirty thousand before the curtain went up on it. I think and then another 20000 during the performance of it. And I had never got to see it. I heard about him doing it on Broadway, of course, and then my mm-hmm. good friend Emerson Collins from the People's Couch in L.A., from all the Del oh, Shores yes. movies, he did it at the Laguna Playhouse in um, California. And oh. so I've, I've, I've been adjacent to the play, but I've never actually got to see it. And to watch yes. it on the live stream – and watching Yuri just go into that character, it was absolutely mind blowing.
3: I mm-hmm. loved every second. I of got it. to see him do it in in New York um, when it, when it was at the um, oh god, I just forgot the name of the theater company, but it's down in the West Village on Bauer, the Barrow Street Theater Company, and um, mm. he was. He was incredible, and to see him get to do it again, I mean, it was as if no time had passed, and he he just went right back into that role. And I have seen two other productions of it. I saw um, John Tartaglia from Avenue Q. He did it a few years ago at the George Street Playhouse in New Jersey. And um, Nick Searley, who's part of the Skivvies, he did it at Bucks County, um, I think, two, two, two years ago uh and they were both great. I mean it's such it's such a well-written show that I I I want I kind of want to say no matter who does it it's going to be good because the the writing is so good. But Michael does definitely have a special place with that show and and uh, you know he it's like he did it first what and you the always staging, remember one you know, remember I just
1: first. thought the way they they used they just pushed everything out of his apartment, lowered the blinds, and had that one bell. I thought the staging was kind of brilliant. I heard afterwards that he used basically his his uh, iPhone on one side and his and uh, his partner's iPhone on the other. What is the yes. staging like on actual stage? Is it sparse um, like that, or it,
3: it was no on stage? They, I mean, they had. Um, there was a, there was definitely like a a a wall that that symbolized the mall. um they did have they featured the like the different couch ca- the couch that they were talking about towards the end they had that okay. they had a table more for the upstairs um they also did have um i mean the stores they they had like um you know the i mean it's not like it's not like they they had the stores fully built out, but they but but you definitely could tell you when you were in the mall and um uh you know that they had a popcorn machine, they had an ice cream machine. Um, I mean they did nice. have the doll. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean the set was really. I'm great. just saying I didn't miss it. I mean I can imagine what the stage craft
1: was like, but I honestly didn't miss yeah. it in in the the runway thing. Just just that two two shot corner of his apartment. I thought it was mm-hmm. absolutely just amazing, very cool.
3: I mean one thing uh, I would say about what, this time is, is that all of these like 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 michael yuri did but but even um we have a few musical podcasts on the Broadway podcast network that is um uh like they're basically doing quote unquote radio radio shows you know radio plays like they used to do mm-hmm. back in the day and um and it's nice to like sort of envision your own thought of what the set would be like, what the costumes are like, and just really listen to it based on the music and the story, and you get to envision what everything is. Nice. That would be cool. Now,
1: it, it, can, it can go awry. My buddy Terry Ray uh, is a great actor and writer in L.A., and he staged Along with some of his good friends, uh, Jason Stewart, some amazing comedian and actor, Jay Rodriguez, of course, from Query from the Straight Guy, yes. Mel England, a bunch of people. Did a, did a live reading of Love, Valor, and Compassion. And you forget how long that is until they do a, a Zoom reading of it. And I swear oh to God. God, I felt like I was watching that for three days. But uh, <laughs> some of those readings can be kind of fun. <laughs> and I was talking yes. to him afterwards. It's like, yeah, we kind of had to go to the bathroom in the middle of it, but the cameras were on us. in the Zoom, we had to try to find a way to <laughs> cut away for when we could. It can create its own set of challenges. So it was kind of funny. Mm. Yes. I like that. Yes, oh, my God, Let's I love talk it. about some – we only have about 15 minutes. I want to talk about some of your latest okay. interviews. Who um, who have you really enjoyed talking to? Uh, I just – like I said in the intro, I base my interview style on you. You do such great research, and you ask the okay. questions like we talked about when I had you on that people don't normally ask. Uh, who have you really learned something okay. from or just got fascinated by interviewing recently?
3: Um, I just did an interview with Mark Kudish yesterday um, mm. who, who um, uh, I mean, he was in Thoroughly Modern Millie on Broadway nine to five. He most recently is was in, was is in the uh, girl from the North country. Um, he was in assassins on Broadway. He, we had such a fascinating conversation about, about the whole pandemic and, you know, Sort of where we are now, and um i mean i don't know how I don't know how I'm gonna edit it because every part <laughs> of it is just so great <laughs> um oh, man. that was really fun. um I just got to talk to uh um, Allison Argram this morning. she played um Nellie Olson on little house on the prairie um really? she yes, she has a so every mother's day she would come to the Lori Beachman Theater in New York City to do her one-woman show, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. But obviously, since there's no live (laughs) performance, she's taking the show online, and she's going to do it May 9th and May 16th um, on Stage It, which is that platform that allows you to do live performances. And and she has condensed it from a 90-minute show to a 30-minute show and um, it's it's retitled uh, Confessions of a Prairie Terror. So we talked about that. We talked about her advocacy for HIV and AIDS and for children. So I have to you, you might... get those edited and... Um,
1: that sounds amazing. She actually, um, my buddy Scott owns has his own candle company in L.A. And she has her own candle and her own uh, candle scent named after her. And I have a yes. Nelly candle, believe it or
3: not. <laughs> yes, she talked about that. I, I I need to go online and order it. I told her I would go order them.
1: I got and, three. I'll send you uh, one door. I also Don't interviewed
3: um, <laughs> Scott Scott Turner. I also interviewed Scott Turner Schofield. Um, He is a trans male actor, um, and he was just on, um, he has this whole um, program called um, How to Become a Man in 127 Easy Steps, and he just, one of the versions is a film version. It used to be a live stage show, show, and now it's a film Mm -hmm. that he actually just got into the Tribeca Film Festival um, this year. And uh, he's also on the Amazon Prime series uh, Studio City, which is a sort of like a a, a, it's a, a soap opera within, uh, and then it sort of tells like the behind the scenes of a soap opera, which uh, it's only like the first season's six episodes. They're like 10 minutes each. Um, it's fun. Scott is an amazing
1: actor. He's actually a good friend of my show. I've had him on three or four times. Um, the very first transgender uh, male actor on daytime soaps on days of our lives and his fiance uh, Tara is an amazing singer. You need to have her on for her music. She is amazing.
3: Yes, We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I told him that I would love to have her on. Cause she, I saw her, I saw her in the, in the film that he the, How to become a man in 127 steps. And uh, she has a, a little part in the film and she, in that she sings. And I was like, she's incredible.
1: She is incredible. Did you happen to see his TED Talk on gender?
3: No, not yet. I have to watch that next.
1: You need to do that because I never understood the whole trans thing. I have to admit I've been in the LGBT community forever, and I honestly did not understand gender and trans. He does a TED Talk that is the most amazing breakdown of what it is between gender and identity and all these other things. You need to watch it because it's yes. – it's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. But he's, hes we're trying to get him Emmy nominated right now, so I'm going to have him on the show as well. But I'm so glad you talked to him, but you definitely have to get tear on because they're both an amazing couple. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. He, he was he was incredible. Nice deal. Well, Thank I'm so you. excited for all these great people, and I can't wait to see what you're going to bring every month to our show. We are going to start streaming when I leave my five-day week, because I can't do this five-week day ever to Adam, I'm telling you, I'm working my butt off here all of a sudden. But, uh, <laughs> well, you're doing a great When job. we go back to two days a week, thank you, my friend, we are going to be able to uh, simulcast or be able to distribute an Adam's show weekly. Adam's kindly agreed to let us uh, do some from his archives. I'm very excited about that, my friend. That'll be amazing.
3: Yes, that'll be very fun. And it will give your audience a chance to really hear how I do my interviews. Well,
1: Adam, it's been amazing talking to you. Let everyone know where they can find your show. Talk about, I mean, like you said, you have different incarnations. You have both the blog and the the podcast. Talk about what you're doing right now so they know what to look for.
3: Yeah, so you can find all my print and video interviews at my website on callmeadam.com. And you can find my podcast "Burying It All" with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. dot com, and it it also plays where where um, podcasts are are streamed, so iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Very oh, very well. On, you can follow me on social media at Call Me Adam NYC.
1: Super. That was my next question here. We have a great interview. Like I said, if you missed our show two weeks ago, go to the Left of Straight Archives. Listen to that. have a special five questions coming out next week with Adam. Uh, oh, we have a chance tight. to get to our five questions. I like five questions. They're kind of fun. <laughs> I they are, have, yeah. I'm compiling them. I talked to you off air. I need a good editor. I've done... Oh, my goodness. I've been back since March 16th was my first episode back, so i am been a little over a month I have over 40 guests I've done in that time. Normally I would oh do God. 10 in that period, 10 to 12. I've had 40 interviews I do. And I've done the special five questions with most of them. So now I have like 30 groups of questions I need to find a way to edit together, and there's not enough hours in the day. You know what
3: I mean? No, no there's not. Well, I, lo- I love my editor. His name is Drew Kaufman. Well, Adam
1: Rothenberg, I am so happy to welcome you to the Leftist Straight family. You are an amazing interviewer, and thank you for your time and your effort and for being part of the Leftist Straight family. You're welcome.
3: Thank you for having me, and I look forward to being back next month.
1: We are going to have you back next month, and then sometimes in the next three or four weeks, if we're ever allowed out of the house again, we will be uh redistributing Adam's uh, interviews here on the leftist rate networks so look lookout for that stand in the line for me, Adam, we are going to play out. When we come back, we're going to have my other good friend from New York, Mr. Tommy Garassi on, and he has got a brand new podcast over on GBC news and GBC radio, where he does his Tommy talk show with some great interviews. So it's been an amazing day of talk radio on the leftist rate radio. Thanks for being part of it, my friend. You're welcome. All right, stay on the line. Guys, are going to play out. When I come back, I'm going to have the aforementioned Mr. Tommy Garasi. You're listening to the Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. See you on the other side.
0: Buzzing strong, something's
1: great friend of the show but has become a great personal friend as well he's been a blogger producer influencer and interviewer for quite a while now he just started a new internet radio show over on our friend brandon Carney's gbc news network called tommy talks we haven't had a chance to catch up since uh last couple trips out to la so let's see what he's been up to welcome back to the show the handsome and talented mr tommy grassy tommy how you doing buddy I'm good. With an introduction
4: like that, how can I not be good?
1: <laughs> how are you? You are the man, the myth, the legend, my friend. Uh, I'm loving everything you're doing, and now with Corona 2020, you're doing even more of it. How are you coping? I'm trying to stay
4: busy because I figured I'm in the house, and I don't want to get to the point where I'm antsy or getting bored or wasting any of the extra time that I've been given, so I try to fill that time, but also I wanted to do something that would help other people, in the meantime, while I'm trying to like, occupy my time. So uh, the radio show seems to be a no-brainer because I have so many friends that are doing things and so many friends that have been kind of like sidelined for a little while. So we're trying to bring right. those out and also bring information that people need. Like I had Derek Jameson on to talk about the spiritual things that we can do to keep ourselves healthy and to keep ourselves mentally healthy. And then today I had my a trainer that I work with a lot uh on and he was talking about physical and mental and eating and how you can avoid being a couch potato during this time so we've been having a lot of good information to go out there and just trying to put out a lot of good stuff and entertainment i've had david hernandez on who you also had on and it's been funny to listen to your show and people coming on I'm like and they're a good friend of tommy Trophy. i'm like well this is cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 great to, to have you on air. There's so much great content happening right now. I've been talking to a lot of my guests about it. I think the entire landscape of entertainment is going to change after this because people are finding how this works, this whole streaming mm-hmm. thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't – there's something going on every day, every night, from, like, 12 noon to midnight. There's someone on live streaming somewhere. So oh, it's yeah. – uh it's important because their, their avenues of making money have closed down to them. And a lot of these gig artists that go from gig to gig and have no way to make tween, especially those that do are usually waiters or other gig jobs or bartenders or something. So this gives them a chance to do what they do best and they can get little tips through Venmo and PayPal and stuff. So I think it's a great service to our entertainment community. And I think it's just, good to have content out for listeners in general so they have something to go to and have some good news instead of everything going on in the bad news you know
4: yeah and i also think some of these people while they're being forced to be inside their creative side is showing more and they're writing music and they're writing songs and then they don't have any place to put that out to let people know they normally would go and perform it and test it out maybe test the water see how people like it so now they can go on instagram and they go on facebook and they can be live and it's also really amazing that they can do it by appointment so somebody like daniel Leclaire does mondays wednesdays and fridays and i think he's just doing mondays and wednesdays now david hernandez does every wednesday my friend brett gleason is doing every wednesday for a while so people know to come to you that time of the week and that particular day and night so it's amazing that they can actually get a following that way
1: No, it is good, and I think uh, we both talked to David. Like you said, I think David's going to start making this a regular part of his thing maybe once or twice a month because you really do connect with your audience much more intimately. I mean, you can go to a 300 or 3,000-foot arena and maybe kind of lock eyes with 10 people but not have any interaction and do these things from your living room, and you can talk to 100 bands a night or something if you wanted, right?
4: Oh, yeah, and the other thing that I like that David does and Daniel. Daniel LaClaire's been doing it too, is during their set, if they're on Instagram especially, they'll bring on somebody else who kind of comes in through Instagram, so they could be at the house, and they'll let them sing a song with them, or let them sing a song by themselves. So it's kind of introducing everybody to new people.
1: Right, exactly. And so many great people are doing, I mean, um, Wilson Cruz, who I am totally in love with, uh, yeah, everything love he does is an actor, and uh, an advocate, and just a gorgeous man. Um, he's doing little things every day where he kind of pops into different people and just does conversations with five or six people off his Instagram feed just to, to kind of just shoot the shit and see what's going on and kind of make it really real like that. I have good friends out in New York, uh, Paul and Lewis. Uh, Lewis is a trainer at Equinox. It's been out of work because Equinox is closed and Paul has his own gymnastic studio. Paul is an Olympic gymnast, was on team USA and they've been doing um, on monday wednesday friday lewis does, does equinox training he gets about 450 people watching him and paul on tuesdays and thursdays is doing gymnastics training and stretching and getting about 500 people every week so it's really great to see every all this content these guys are making i, I just love every second of it
4: and they're also offering a lot of stuff that you normally wouldn't be able to do from your house and you wouldn't be able to do for free and they're offering things for free, right. like exercise classes uh, dance classes. I've even seen people doing people doing artwork online and, of course, the concerts that people are doing. And it's nice to be able to tip them, too, if you want, so you can give them a little money because they're losing money right now. But also, exactly. you can learn so much right now from your house. I mean, even Avi Pizarro is stuck in um, Puerto Vallarta. I don't know if David talked about that the other night, but she's been doing live shows from Puerto Vallarta. I mean, imagine that. And it's amazing that she can be in a from kind of a bad situation because she's stuck and doesn't know when she's coming home, but yet she can still connect with everybody and sing in front of everybody and bring people right. some joy every night.
1: And people are doing good causes. I mean, we had um, Saturday Night Seder for Passover this past Saturday. We had mm-hmm. a huge array of stars do stuff to make for the CDC fund. Um, the uh, Seth Rudetsky from Broadway is bringing all sorts of great people together to make money for the um, Actors Fund, I think yesterday they had a Glee reunion. and had all the Glee actors on oh, to raise wow. money for the Actors Fund. So there's just a lot of really good stuff on there. A lot of great and, uh,
0: great people.
4: The cast, of, the cast of the nanny did their reading of the first episode again last week, I believe it was. Uh, there's so many people doing so much stuff right now that it's ridiculous. And then they did um, WeHo Night Out. It's going on still so now. Jay Rodriguez, I think, one night this week is going to be doing some fundraising for that.
1: Yeah, and he's got he's doing um, a thing. Drag. They're having it. I think it's called what is it called? Drag something or other. has done a month and three days worth of shows where they're featuring different drag queens or singers. Uh, Brandon Sansel, who we played before you came on, was on one night. Our buddy um, Tom Goss has been on a night. Jay Rodriguez is going to be on this Sunday, I think. And they're just doing a little half-hour concerts out of their homes or so. It costs ten bucks, and it's, it's a nice little thing to do. So, yeah, they're very cool. Forget about everybody else. I want to talk oh, about yeah, Tommy's yeah. last <laughs> year. For those of you guys who aren't familiar with Tommy, he's been on quite a few times, look at the Left and Straight archives. We'll talk all about his uh, coming out story and everything that he's done. But I want to go into a couple things. We Last time we talked, you were in L.A. for the Oscars. That was a year ago. We missed this year. You've had a couple trips out to L.A. What's been happening on your jaunts to L.A. recently? I've been
4: doing a lot of producing and a lot of promoting Eastsiders and we did the um, premiere party downtown L.A., and then we, the Emmys, the daytime Emmys, though, have been canceled, unfortunately, so I don't know what's going on with that. I'm not sure if they're still going to do nominations and things, but we should be up for things like that. I also went back to L.A. to play a role, a little role in a television uh, digital series called The Salon, where I play a hairdresser, so I'm in two episodes of that, for so brief little moments, but still I'm in it. Uh, I did that, and then I produced, I'm producing a movie called Sins Unveiled with um, Matthew Dennis Lewis, and that should be coming out soon. And then I'm working with Aaron Schwartz on a documentary about growing up in Hollywood. That should be coming out soon too, once this is all over. Um, just going back and forth to do these little jobs and or big jobs actually, and uh, keep myself in LA because I love LA.
1: That's fantastic. I know, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Palm Springs this year, the resort oh. where I go to every year that you were so nice to come out to last year. Oh, we're not yeah. even opening again until June 10th. And I was there all of June last year. So we don't know what's going to happen if I'm going to get my little happy butt to Palm Springs. But I talk to you off air, Tommy and I talk online about once or twice a week and hopefully I'm going to get to New York. I have a couple connections to get to New York, do the show live from New York, maybe this summer if Palm Springs doesn't go, but mm-hmm. um, it's just I, I miss myself a little L.A. sunshine. I mean, if there is a silver lining in this whole pandemic thing, is people are off the road, That the air quality is getting better, you can actually see blue skies in L.A. And the oh, water is yeah. getting clean. So um, I, I miss myself a little L.A. Well, I'm hoping that also
4: maybe November is usually when Palm Springs Pride is. So if they're back and running for Pride, maybe I would take a trip out there for Pride in November.
1: There you go. We're going to try to do that last year. We didn't do it, and I have a place for us to stay there, so we have to try to do that this year. We'll have that to make a fun. plan oh. to get together and do a, do a couple of shows out there and do a little um, Palm Springs Pride. That would be very, very fun. I'm also very cool. you cool also writing. We don't...
4: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go I, mean, ahead. I ho- also hope we're going to learn that we can work from home more, and I hope we learn that the pollution is a big issue, and if we all try to work from home more, we wouldn't, be able, we wouldn't have all these problems with pollution, and the planet might heal
1: one of the silver lines out of this. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to talk about your projects. You've been doing a lot of writing lately. You have your own blog you've been doing forever with some great interviews. You've been doing some for Addicted Magazine. I actually talked to them. They wanted me to do a couple things, so I'm going to be working with Chicago, Windy City Times to do some stuff. Talk about your writing and working with these different magazines and outlets that you work with. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, Addicted Magazine is out of Toronto, and Mark Monroe, his name is, he started the magazine with his friend Nadia and um, he actually was a model and a singer himself a while back. And then he had a stint where he was doing a lot of drugs and he went into rehab. And when he came out of rehab, he just wanted to find a way to put all that energy into something positive. So he created addicted magazine. So it's about all the things you should be addicted to that are good in the world, like music, television, movies, different wines, and, and they do tastings, and they're, they're big foodies in Toronto, and I've known them for years, and then they asked me multiple occasions if I wanted to write for them, and I was always doing my blog, and I thought, ah, I don't know, maybe I will, and then last year, I decided that it was time to just branch out and do it, but so I've been doing the same interviews that I would do for my blog for them, so it's, it's a little bit bigger of a, a readership, so it's been really good to get myself out there and to get the people that I normally interview out there. And then I, from that is really how the radio thing started, too, because I was meeting so many people and doing so many interviews. It made sense to start bringing them online and just do it and talk to them for real and let people listen to the conversation.
1: Right. Definitely. Very, very cool. And then also talk about you're working with a uh, it's called Talk Shop Live. Give everyone it's a new platform uh, for small biz online. Talk about what that's about and what you're doing with them.
4: Yeah, that Talk Shop Live has been around for two years now, and it's basically like QVC meets YouTube because you get your own live show to sell your product, but you also get people who like your page and subscribe to you so that they know when you're going live. Your show stays up 365 days if you want after you do it. You can sell your product that way, or you can do shows every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every Monday or every Wednesday, or whatever you want to do. You set your own schedule. And with the pandemic, it became even bigger because, so many storefronts were shutting down, these people, these merchants didn't know what to do with their stuff. So they started signing up for Shop Live and so on there. And then it was on the news, it was on NBC, ABC. Somehow, Mm -hmm. Harry Mandel caught wind of this and he liked the idea so much that he decided that he was going to come on and he does twice a month where he picks a business. And today he's doing it again. He picked two businesses to highlight and he helps them sell their products. And the first one he did two weeks ago was Hungry Monkey Bakers in Chicago. They sold out in an hour of every single thing. There was everything that was selling for that. Episode. Oh my I think it was banana bread. Yeah. He, he does such an amazing job with them, but the platform itself, people are just running there to buy stuff because we can't go to the stores and they are shipped to you. And it's easy. You watch it. Like you do QVC, you click the button and you buy it. And it's at your door, like within 10 days, sometimes less than that. Much wow. less than that. So it's, been a great thing, and I really, really would like to see more LGBTQ com- businesses go on there, because if there aren't that many on there right now, I would love to see our community come out, being that I know their stores have been closed as well, so if they would like to go there, I'd love to see them run on to Live and sign up and start selling.
1: That would be great. I am trying, I mean, I've, bought it, I've been home for five weeks now, just about, and I've, I keep telling myself I'm going to teach myself to go online and be live, I've always told you I have the face for radio. I hate having my picture out there to begin with, but I want to learn this whole video aspect. And that sounds yeah. like a great way to kind of do so. I've always had little product ideas I like, but I just can't get myself into video. I don't know how you do it. I just don't like myself on camera. You are a better man than well, that's I am.
4: I think that's going to be the next thing with me too, because a lot of people are saying "With doing the radio. They're like, oh, you should do this on video. And I thought, well, maybe when the pandemic's over and I can be in the room with the people. I mean, we can do Zoom still, and we probably still have to do that when we're far away, but I'd like to right. maybe when we come out of it, I'll branch out. I don't know. I'm just going to let everything be. I've always let everything just become what it wants to be, so I'm just going to let things become what they want to be, and I'll roll with the punches.
1: That's the best way to do it, and I, I'm going to try to – I'm trying to get over my hurdle on it, but it's I really, something I want to learn before the pandemic's over to, to just know how to do video um, at yeah. the very least, but – See if I can get my little happy butt on there. That's a, another thing entirely. Um, I want to talk for a second about you're definitely an influencer, and you love to shout out different products you've come across. I notice you've been in a nail polish phase lately, which I'm living for. Talk to me about <laughs> some of the great, great products that's come across your radar that my listeners might want to try out or explore a little more about.
4: The nail polish that I wear is called now Polish N-O-W polish. And Jeff is from No Hate campaign he created it actually because he wanted to show people that anybody can wear nail polish because a lot of kids growing up a lot of young boys growing up want to wear nail polish and they're being bullied over it and made fun of so this is a way it was made as a unisex nail polish that's how it's marketed but they have really great colors and i for some reason when you put on a a nail color it makes you feel different i kind of feel more dressed up when i have my nail polish on so that's been really cool um, and Jeff is, you know, you know Jeff and Adam from No Hate, and they're just amazing people. Sure, yeah. So I, that's one part uh-huh. I really love that product a lot. So I, and then I, I've also been dealing a lot with lately um, an underwear company called Nooks, N-O-O-K-S. They're really cool, comfortable underwear. Like, we, we don't think about underwear. We don't think about, you know, you put it on, that's it. But this is the most comfortable I've worn and the most comfortable I've worked out in. So I would definitely recommend checking them out. They're another small biz that I think is amazing. And then the businesses on TalkShop Live were incredible. I have to say, everybody on there and there's something for everybody if they run on there look for it. I just ordered yesterday hair paste because like I'm running out of my hair paste. So I went on there and ordered that and I'll let everybody know how that works and how that is once I get it. But um, those are the things that I've been up to. Just trying to stay current with what's going on in the world and trying to support as many other people as I can
1: while I'm lucky enough right. to be able to. Nice. Very, very cool. And let's jump into, I mean, we talked about the blog. You've been blogging forever on your blog, your Kiko71.com uh, blog. But yep. now you've decided to go into radio. Tell me how this came about. Tell, me, uh, tell everyone a little bit about your blog and some of your current stories on your blog, and then we'll switch into radio mode here. Sure.
4: The blog, uh, I just interviewed David Hernandez in a written form on the blog so we did that and we also put his video up there for, with Effie Pissarro that um, he just came out with they just they started a new group called Second Hour and I actually produced the music video for them so it's called What I See nice. and that's up there and we talked about all of that in the interview and then he came on the radio show but we'll talk about that in a minute uh, and then I've just been doing my regular interviews uh, I interviewed Harris Diagos on the blog I interviewed Matt Stern who you know I met Matt Stern through you and then Matt's coming on the other show in a couple – I think tomorrow he's on there. So I've just been keeping up with my interviews with everybody, trying to figure out how to keep their stuff going and coming out. Um, and then that led into the radio show because I've been doing the blogging for so long, it was kind of time to do something else. So I, people have been asking me for years, when are you going to do a radio show? When are you going to a radio show? And I've just been avoiding it. So I said I just wanted to wait until the time was right. And then with all that's going on in the world, I felt like – this was the right time. And I just felt it in my heart that this was the right time to do it. I love
1: that. And I think you're right, 100%. You are made for doing We've talked about it in the past. I'm glad you're able to find that outlet with Brandon and maybe we'll do something in the future. But it's just uh, a great outlet for you. You're so good when you're talking to people. Um, is it set times or how can people find you on there?
4: Not set times as of yet because we're still figuring out scheduling and things like that. But I'm basically trying to do every Tuesday and Thursday. However, I have so many people that want to come on that I think it's going to end up being at least three days a week, um, maybe four. But so far, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. are trying to come out with them. It may end up being Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But right now, you can just go onto my social media. And you can find me at eco71, T-E-E-C-O-7-1. And I post it usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I'm posting them. But whenever they come out, I post new episodes and – I can come on and listen to them. They're not live. We're just recording them for now. I'm getting my feet wet. And once we do that, I'll do some live stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, like I said, this season I've kind of switched to mostly pre-tape interviews. I think it's fun. You can do a little extra content that I've been doing with people, and there's some things you can do to make it nice. I miss the live because I don't like to edit. <laughs> it's kind of nice. You, don't, <laughs> you, you can't edit when it's live. you got to do no, no. it. Um, but yeah. um, but pre tapes kind of fun, too. It has some advantages to it. So we've talked about some of the people you've talked to, and you and I are kind of crossing. We have a lot of the same friends that we're both doing interviews with. Who are some of your um, people you have coming up on the show besides Matt and a couple others? Well, David Hernandez, that one will be coming up
4: soon. Then uh, Matt Stern is coming up, and I'm going to have Jeff Parsley on to talk about Now Polish and No Hate. I think Adam may come on with him. I'm not positive yet. And then I also have – I don't know if you know Carlos Brant from New York. He is an influencer, but he's also worked on um, Drag Race and he's put together behind the scenes stuff. He does a lot of promotions and things like that, but he has his own podcast now called Dear Queer People. And I'm going to be interviewing him on Friday. And I'm really excited about that. I've admired him. I've been admiring him for so long and what he does. And I think he's so positive. So, and when I asked him, I asked him, it was only, I'm not timid with asking people usually, but with him, I was a little timid. And then he said yes immediately. And I was like, oh, okay, we
1: can actually do this. Like, this is for this is <laughs> real now. <laughs> exactly. It's very, I remember my first year, it was like, I'm a nobody really. I mean, I, when I started. <laughs> Five years ago, I was a nobody. I mean, nobody knew who I was. And I was surprised the people that actually would say yes. And now, it's still, I get, I'm the same way. I get Star Trek with certain people so I'm afraid to ask them. And then all of a sudden, they're so nice that you like, well, why did I wait three years to ask them? And it's yeah. kind of cool, the people out there. It's Especially in the LGBT entertainment world, because it is such a niche market that a lot of mainstream won't cover it. So they're happy to get their word out wherever they can. So that's one thing I love about our communities. We're very good at helping promote each other, but that's awesome. Who are some people you'd really like to get that you haven't reached out to yet?
4: I really would like, I want to reach out. Well, I don't really have to reach out to them. I will reach out to them. But I would like to have my friend Alyssa Milano on because her and I have been friends for years and I would love to, and I've hung out with her a few times at different events and things, but I'd love to actually sit down with her and talk to her about all the stuff she's doing and the political stuff and how difficult that's kind of been on her because you put yourself out there politically, you also get attacked politically. So
0: I'd right. like to talk
4: to her about that. I'd like to talk to Holly Marie Combs because she's just an amazing person all around. She's a great mom, great actress. Brian Krause, like the whole Charmed group, I would love to have them on. I would love to talk to Ashton Picture as well
1: at some point too. Like
4: that would be really cool.
1: He is a fascinating person. I mean, he's done so much good stuff and so much things behind the scenes that people don't even know about as well. Yeah, that'd be and a great interview. Was-
4: He's smart as anything. Like people don't even realize how much he invests in different companies and things. And he's, he's spot on smart. Like I would just love, I think I'd be intimidated by a conversation with him because he's so smart, but I would
1: love to, right. to do it. Very, very cool. I think those are some good guests. Uh, Alyssa would be great. I've talked to her manager we've kind of been in touch where uh, I was going to have her on at one time and then she got really busy, but she would be a great, because she does have her own great podcast. She does put her neck out there on the line and gets kind of pilloried in social media from time to time, very unfairly, I think. She does have that new book mm-hmm. out. So, yeah, that'd be a great get for you, man. You should do that. It should I'm going to do
4: that. I'm, i was also really lucky because the first episode I did was with Derek Jamison, and he's such a good friend of mine, and he's such a good, like, influence on me. And he was part of the reason why I did the radio show because he was so encouraging about it. So I asked him to be the first guest. And so after we did that, that was so easy, that episode. And then when that one was over, I was like, Oh man, I gotta do this. Like I really gotta do
1: this. I gotta do more episodes. Right, right. What am I gonna do?
4: <laughs> so very, very cool. Tough.
1: I'm excited for your journey on it, my friend. I will support you all I can. And like I said, we'll keep co- uh, coordinating on some projects. Maybe we'll do together here in the future. But I'm very for excited. Sure. And that's for over sure. at GBC, GBC uh, News. And like you said, you, but you're gonna stream it primarily from your social, right? It's not going to be any certain set times over there on that network.
4: Not yet. We have. We have may do end up. At times, and as we go on, have more in the can, as they say. <laughs> so we'll do it that way. But for now, right, right. Not. I'm just sharing them everywhere, and then doing a blog post about them, and putting them in my blog. So wherever anybody usually finds me, they can totally find the episodes.
1: And what other projects do we have to talk about before I let you go here tonight? Well, I mean, Eastside
4: is still on Netflix now, and all four seasons are available. So I really would like if people are home and they're binging things and they're being couch potatoes, that they should be eating healthy food while they're being couch potatoes. But just kind of, like, check out East Siders if you haven't yet, because it's a really great show, and the fourth season was the final season, and you'll see me in it in a few scenes. But also, it's just really well written, and the actors in it are just so amazing. And the story is our story as a community, so I would love for people who haven't found it yet to find it. Not that long each season, so you can actually binge the whole thing within a day or two days if you want to stretch it out, but I definitely would love for them
1: to do that. Yeah, you definitely have to have Kit on your show. You need to get Willem on the show. I'd love to hear his take on Drag Race this year, <laughs> and all the controversy going on, because <laughs> he would not would hold back it. at all. I'm right now in the midst of getting um, Jackie Cox on my show because she's good friends with a friend of mine. And, uh, yeah, I, this this is an interesting show. Are you a Drag Race fan at all?
4: I was a Drag Race fan in the beginning, but I kind of fell off of it only because – I felt like it was it was too much of um, inciting, and there was with any reality show this kind of instigation that goes on. And I know a lot of producers of reality shows, and I can pick that up. And I was like, oh, they're instigating crap now. And I don't like when they instigate the garbage behind, you know, all the fighting and the uh, belittling people and the certain things that happen. And I'm just like, I from behind the scenes, I get so crazy with that because it kind of stresses me out. Knowing that these people are probably stressed out, so I felt. No, I can understand
1: that. No, very me a while. I didn't get into the first three or four seasons. I actually waited until I went to VH1. I never really um, oh. decided. I didn't watch it before, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting into it now. This year has a lot of controversy on it, and I'm excited to have Jackie on. But uh, it's it's an interesting season so far, that's for sure. What are you binging oh, sure. on right now? Anything that you're watching on all your time off right now? Uh, just, I've been like, re-watching stuff that
4: I used to watch, so I just finished mm-hmm. re-watching the Witches of East End, which used to be on Lifetime TV. So I, it's only two seasons. So I binged that. I've been doing a lot of, while I'm working and doing other stuff, I tend to keep Will and Grace on in the background. I tend to keep the Golden Girls on in the background, um, the Gilmore Girls. Like, I keep things like that on in the background while I'm doing my work just to have noise. And that's been great. And then during the week, I've been watching primetime shows as much as I can because some things are in repeats at this point. But I'm liking 911 on Fox. Because so Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it, and I like her, and then the Connors is still really funny even without Roseanne. I've been trying to catch that as much as I can. Shits Creek, I just finished did the whole series. Just finished, but don't I don't tell me anything about it. I part. don't have it on oh, I- no. Hulu. I
1: got to wait till it comes to Netflix. I'm so I upset that I'm re- not watching the last season with everybody. Uh, oh my god! I just
4: rewatched the whole thing though. I went back to the beginning and did the whole entire thing because I miss it so much that the minute that I watched the final episode, I was like, now nah, I got to redo the whole thing no. again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm going to do that. As soon as I hear that it's coming on Netflix, when I get the date it's coming on Netflix, I'm going to do the whole thing. That would be my dream interview. If I get Dan Levy on the show, oh, my God. Uh, that would be uh, my dream interview right now. I think that's the funniest show on the planet. And then Ab came
4: to Netflix, so I think I'm going to watch Ab again because I love that fabulous.
1: Oh, that's a great show, too. Now, which of the beasts, is that Channing Tatum's ex-wife's show? Yeah. That was Jenna Dewan. She was not. yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought, I, thought, I thought that was a pretty good series. I do remember that. It was that. Good, and Very good. And the way it
4: ended was so, so crazy because they left so many things up in the air. and it was over. And I said to my friend, it's hysterical that when I finished watching the second season again, I was just as annoyed as I was the first time. Like,
1: how oh, come there's no more? <laughs> Where,
4: what's going to happen to these people?
1: <laughs> Where did they go? Oh, what happened? I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Tommy Garasi, you know, I love you like a brother, and it's always great to have you on the show. Let everyone know uh, where they can find your website and your blog and your social media so they can listen to the new radio show.
4: Sure. You can find me on social everywhere as Tico71. That's T E E C O 71. And then you can find the blog at Tico71.com. And I put all my shows up there usually, but I also do it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I put my articles from addicted and my articles from the blog up all over. So if you find me online, you'll find it all.
1: Very, very good. Well, congratulations. That's Tommy talks. Look forward. He's an excellent interviewer. Appreciate having me on the show, my friend. That means a lot coming from you. So thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Oh, anytime, you know that and stay on the line for me guys. We're going to have a special five questions with Tommy. Look for that bonus content. Coming down the pike any day now. We're going to play out, and I'll be back to finish things off just a little bit. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. guys we are back that was Tara Naomi who we talked about earlier when I had uh, Adam on so yeah guys I appreciate you t- hanging in today I had three fantastic guests a big thank you to Frank DiCaro to Tommy Garassi, and to Adam Rothenberg three titans of talk on our talk show Tuesday here be sure to listen to all of their programs you can find Frank on Facebook live for his big wigs show. You can find uh, Adam Rothenberg on his call me Adam blog and podcast on his website. And you can find Tommy on the GBC uh, network for Tommy talks tomorrow. I have a great show for you. I have Sam Cushing an Instagram and YouTube and in, uh, influencer and just all around great guy. And then I'm doing a great interview with producer and filmmaker Rachel Mason, who has an amazing story of early West Hollywood and her Jewish parents owning one of the biggest gay adult bookstores around. Interesting stuff. Guys, thanks for being on. I got the heat cups to close this out. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for being part of Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast distributors and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Left of Straight. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.